Welcome to the Dr. Diane Show, where we explore revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul with me, Dr. Diane Hayden. With over 20 years of expertise as a mindset warrior, perspective shifter, and unshakable optimist, I am dedicated to helping you reach your wildest dreams in business, health, performance, and relationships. Learn about the power of thought and how it shapes your life to take risks, change careers, find love, go on adventures, and live passionately with me, Dr. Diane. Get ready for revolutionary ways of thinking, being, and creating an amazing life. The Dr. Diane Show starts now. Hi, everyone. I am Dr. Diane Hayden, and you are listening to The Dr. Diane Show on Transformation Talk Radio. Stay with us for the next hour, where we will explore revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul. Each time on The Dr. Diane Show, we have experts from around the country discussing cutting-edge topics on longevity medicine, natural health, mindset, and soul purpose to help you shift your perspective and become a mindset warrior like me. Today, I'm excited to welcome to my show, Jason Kristoff. He is a self-sabotage expert who also runs an international self-sabotage coaching school. Jason discovered many years ago that manipulative psychology, behavior modification, brainwashing, mental conditioning, and mind control are continually weaponized against the public by media and government to make the public easier to control, govern, lie to, manipulate, coerce, and steal from Jason's work is dedicated to exploring, discussing, exposing, and offering solutions to these modalities of covert public control. You can contact Jason directly at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com to inquire about his education programs in school, which teach positive forms of brainwashing so people can lead happier and more successful lives. So welcome, Jason. Thank you so much for being with me today. How are you? No, I'm very good, Diane. Thank you for having me. That was a, a great introduction. Hard to hear all that about myself, but yeah, thank you for that. Well, it's all true. And like it's I said, you know, when I reached out to you, I've been, you know, reading your your blogs and following you on Facebook for quite a while and just love the way you condense everything and and really just simplify it. And, you know, it to me, it seems so obvious, but I realize that there's a lot of people out there who are not aware of some of these things. So that's why I wanted to have you on today to talk about a lot of the science behind it and what really happens in our brain, essentially. And um, honestly, you know, you're really an expert on collective psychology and how the mind works. So I guess I'll, where I want to start is how did you discover all of this? I just, I mean, to say that I put it together might underestimate exactly how I came across this knowledge, but <clears throat> I was a coach at one time, just like a physical, like exercise and diet coach. And I found that my clients would they were terror they were terrified of losing weight and terrified of giving up their wine so they would pay me thousands of dollars to help them lose weight and help them overcome their addictions and help them exercise and help them get stronger and there appeared to be this sort of invisible force where they would get close to their weight loss goal they might need to lose 30 pounds they might lose 10 uh, they give up wine for seven days, but they could never do it for 14. And they'd always scurry back to their old habits, their old rituals, their old ceremonies. And it was frustrating. It's spiritually not satisfying. I said, there's something going on here. Why is everybody afraid to be their best? So I'm uh, certified through the Czech Institute, uh, Paul Czech. I'm not sure if you're aware of him. And uh, I think it's Vista, California. And I started inquiring to some of the Czech uh, practitioners on staff and 
they started guiding me in regards to the psychology and how people, you know, maintain safety in an unsafe world. And one of the ways they maintain safety is they cling to these old programs that is sort of impregnated into them over their lifetime. And if the, if the program is negative in the person's life, it's not necessarily going to be rejected. If it's something that's familiar and comfortable, something that helps them interface with the day in a predictable way, they still cling on to it. So the wine, uh, their unhealthy eating habits, they were going on so long, they represented safety inside the psyche. So the part of the brain that's responsible for the safety adaptation of sort of mimicking, emulating, and mirroring the most repetitive content in someone's environment is the subconscious mind. And this is a very funny part of the mind. It, it really loves us. It wants us to be safe. And it has a very particular function by which it achieves the safety. It records every millisecond uh, every megapixel of our entire life puts it on a list and then like analyzes it for repetitive content. And the reason it does that is the, the environment is going to, when you, when you analyze it for repetitive content, it's going to reflect what the majority is thinking, doing, and saying. And human behavior is pretty simple. Humans like other humans that act, talk, and think like they do. So this part of the brain really is looking out seeing what the majority is doing, writing it on a list, and then presenting it, presenting it to us in an unconscious, like outside our conscious awareness and saying, if you think, do, and act like this, you'll be thinking and doing and believing what the majority are doing, and then you'll be safer by bonding with them. So this is how this part of the brain really uh, accomplishes our safety, but Today, if you look out into the world, the most repetitive messages that we're getting, which is sort of always hacking the subconscious mind pathway, they're all negative. Most of them are negative. So the most repetitive content wins out in the mind. These are, these are the behaviors we're going to act out in an attempt to find safety with the majority. But if you watch the average TV show today, or you watch read print media, you watch movies, everything's going to be sort of purposely manipulated to be repetitive in one direction and one direction only. Everything that's put out in the media today represents a sort of repetitive content that's going to make your life really, really messy. Like if you analyze movies, for example, the most repetitive theme or image or pattern that the subconscious mind is going to pick up and it downloads information very fast. So this is all done outside your conscious awareness. They found that the subconscious mind downloads images from your environment or stimuli from your environment at 11 million pieces of data a second. So it's going to find every repetitive theme and every movie, every TV show you've ever seen in your entire life and put it together in one big catch basket and analyze it for repetitive content. And the most repetitive theme in all our media, and this is done purposely, and we won't really get too far down the rabbit hole with this, but is coffee. And there's a very particular, I, I know you alluded to that before yeah. I got on with you today, but we there's particular reasons why they want people to have coffee. 
The second most popular imprint is alcohol consumption. And then uh, various lifestyles are heavily represented in a repetitive way in media. A lot of um, taking of medication, fast food, hedonistic behavior. Men acting like children is a very big one. Uh, women being empowered by divorcing their mates and heading into the world with their own children. That's another uh, very uh, repetitive theme that's uh, infiltrated in all Hollywood film today. And the people making our media are aware of what, what I'm talking about. They know that what's on the uh, screen in the morning will be on the street at night. And I'll just give someone a concrete example so they understand how this works. And in 2001, there was a movie Gone in 60 Seconds. Do you remember that one? I do, yep. Uh, Angelina Jolie and Nicolas Cage, a uh, movie about car theft. So the, the whole theme, the whole plot was there had to be 100 cars stolen in a 24-hour period to satisfy a local thug so that a family member wasn't going to be crucified or, or murdered by the local thug. And not all 100 cars were shown in the film to be stolen, but 25 were. And it's shown, it's been proven that only two repetitions of the same theme or pattern can change your behavior. So we had 25 um, stolen cars on the film. And basically in Burnaby, BC, Canada, when that film opened, car theft went up 70% in the first four days. And then there was an investigation everywhere those that movie opened, car theft went up dramatically. Now, you, the average human knows nothing about how their behavior is modified through repetitive content, but the people making the movies do. And basically, when you're sitting in the theater, your subconscious mind, which again loves you, which is obsessed with repetitive content because it wants you to mimic it, it's proven not to know the difference between real life, screen time, and imagined thought. So as you are sitting inside the theater, your subconscious mind, which knows nothing about screens or media, believes you're actually sitting inside a car theft truck. And it is tabulating the repetitive rituals and ceremonies of that tribe. It wants you to go along to get along with that tribe because it's a safety seeking mechanism. It wants you to fit in, wants you to go along to get along. And it compiles of lit a list of what's going on in this village or town or, or new tribe. And it says we're in a car theft tribe. If you'd like to blend in, uh, you know, and get along with this tribe, go ahead and steal some cars. And this is exactly what happened. You can see the same effect in something called The Queen's Gamut on Netflix. It was a movie about chess. Chess sales on Amazon went up a thousand percent in the first week, but that wasn't the only repetitive theme purposely, you know, impregnated in that film. Not only was the uh, had character, a chess player. She was also an alcoholic, I believe, and she was addicted to prescription meds. And this sort of thing has a huge effect on people's behavior. So whatever re really our social engineers want us to do, they will riddle throughout all the movies.
Mm-hmm. And they and so if you go to the theater, the Cineplex, and you have a choice of eight films, you're not understanding. And there's words that they have special words and special numerology to describe this effect. But when you're going to see the eight films, they don't care which one you go to. The repetitive content that they want your subconscious pathway to be filled with, they riddle throughout all the films. So it doesn't matter which one you pick. There's coffee in everyone. There's smoking in everyone. There's cigarettes in everyone. There's hedonism in everyone. There's men portrayed as weak buffoons. And women are portrayed as empowered by being single. And that's riddled throughout all the film. And this, this, this leads the behavior of the society. It's pretty amazing. I mean, when I first started reading some of your posts, I remember thinking, okay, I agree, I agree with that. I agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. Like, that's just way too, way too far down the rabbit hole for me. And then I started actually paying attention to the things that you were pointing out. Like I... Well, so my background in natural medicine, I mean, I've basically just by virtue of being in the industry of natural medicine, you learn so much about pharmaceutical companies and media and all that stuff that I think you just are indoctrinated to not trust them. So already kind of had this idea about not really trusting the media and and exactly what you're saying about just all the negativity and really had my eyes open with this whole COVID thing by, by wondering why are we seeing ticker tapes of how many people are dying or in the hospital? And they're not telling us how many people are recovering or they're telling us we have to go get a vaccine, but they're not telling us that we should be taking supplements or how do we stay healthy? You know, why, how can, how can, uh, uh, the powers that be make us wear masks for months, months and years and whatever but they don't make us eat healthy food or exercise and they don't close down fast food restaurants. So that's when I'm like, okay, there is definitely like something not right here. And so a lot of what you were saying was really resonating with me. I would say, except for maybe the movies and honestly, just because I hadn't really thought about it like that. And once I started really looking at a movie from the perspective that you just described or Netflix show or really anything that's on the television, it's amazing. Like you can't not see it now. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> that's my, that's my specialty. Dad. <laughs> yeah. I can't not see it. It's like, it's literally like I watch Yellowstone and everyone's drinking. And then I watch this other, you know, thing, the woman I'm never going to, I'm not going to get this right. Cause the title is just so ridiculous. Like the woman in the, had the house across the street from the girl in the window or something like that. She's pouring these glasses of wine that are, that the whole wine bottle practically fits in. And then she's popping medication. And so now I'm like, oh my gosh, it is everywhere, everywhere. Uh, I mean, it's, it's absolutely. And the people organizing this are a lot older historically than anybody would ever believe. And they have historical occurrences by which they do infiltrate societies with mind-altering psychoactive substances. Now, do we have to go to break, Diane? I don't want to be your producer for you, but- Nope, oh, no break. Oh, okay. We're going to keep going because this uh, is fascinating. <laughs> so as for the psychoactive drug, the word psychoactive just means it affects brain function. So this group is famous for altering brain function and, and 
because the part of the brain that I'm talking about that loves us and wants us to mimic and emulate what the majority is doing, it mimics and follows more when it's off kilter chemically. So you can re control repetitive content, but you can really control the people's behavior through the repetitive content more effectively if they're infused with psychoactive substances. So this group is very old. We could go back for one example in the late 1700s, the UK royals infiltrated China by the use of opium. And if you go to a new Netflix uh, documentary that was released about six months ago on the crack cocaine epidemic, it's very easy to see it was done in the same way in the United States. So when you're saying the person's drinking the wine and popping medications, this is just this group doing what they've always done. It's just, <clears throat> it's just modernized. They, they riddle your media with red wine. This is the most abused alcohol uh, modality of, of any alcohol on the planet is the red wine. It has a lot to do why it's used in the uh, religious ceremonies every Sunday as well. And in, it really, it changes a person's brain function as to inhibit the prefrontal cortex, which is just behind the forehead, which is the part of the mind that's the most intelligent. And then, so when you're psychoactively infused with these toxins, you activate the limbic system, which is the following system. So if I can activate your following system where you become reflexively obedient to what the herd is doing, because you're, you're afraid, you're afraid because you're poisoned. You have one afraid system, whether you're getting attacked by poison or getting attacked by a mugger, it's the same, what they call the fight or flight. It's the same fear response. So I don't care what movie you would have saw, or if you change the next, next to the next movie, to the next movie, you would have seen the same, you would have seen wine drinking, you would have seen a coffee cup, a coffee mug on the table of all the reporters at the, at the police station, or you would have seen a coffee machine on the back counter at every house that was inside the, the film. And caffeine is actually more powerful to put someone into what they call alpha or alpha brainwave state or trance, where you're going to be more susceptible to the repetitive images. So this group is famous for using these poisons to literally hijack whole countries, whole cultures, whole societies. And the average person today, oddly enough, because of the repetitive content in all the movies, I know you talk about your amendments in the United States, but I have a saying, it appears that the First Amendment right at this point is the, the right to get high and have fun. And, it's and probably true. <laughs> it, it really, I find it really is, is that the average person um, is adverse to any sort of hard time. And if a hard time impacts their life, they flash their First Amendment card to have fun and party, and they escape from the hard time. And this is the psychology of how you take people over. You make them kind of adverse to hard times. You give them the sedative compounds to tranquilize their nervous system. You infuse them re with repetitive content to hijack the subconscious mind pathway, and they just act out 
whatever behaviors or themes or patterns that are in the films. And like I said, I just mentioned seven of the most repetitive themes and they're all negative. You can't run a society that is toxic. Like it will collapse. Like you can't have half the population obese. You can't have half the population not working because it's like as above, so below. You can't have half the cells in your body not pulling their weight. You know that as a health professional. If half the blood cells in, in circulation um, are at home collecting welfare and they sitting on their couch eating Doritos saying, I don't want to do the job of a red blood cell to keep you alive, you actually die. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and this is what's would, going on. I would just say, I think that the more you do these things, um, the worse it becomes, obviously. And I'm not even talking about addiction, but just, you know, well, I guess that's really what it is. It's like the more sugar you put in your body, the more fast food you put in your body, you know, your body starts to become addicted to this stuff. So where I want to go with that is I've had this conversation with people who say to me, well, I just, I only drink like one cup of coffee a day. Sometimes I even skip days, or I only have like one or two glasses of wine a week. So that, you know, he's talking about people who are drinking every day or, or, or they're going, they're having coffee in the morning and coffee in the afternoon and coffee at night, but you're not talking about that. You're saying it doesn't matter if it's a drop or five glasses, correct? Coffee. If you want to get a good book on how detrimental coffee is. Now, this isn't a misunderstanding on their part. So if you just want a little book on how detrimental coffee is to your physical and mental well-being, go read Stephen Chernisky's book, uh, Caffeine Blues. You can get it on Amazon. But this is the reason the repetitive content exists for coffee is because they already know that. This isn't a misunderstanding of the science. This is a weaponization of the known science against the uninformed public. And in Stephen Chernisky's book, Caffeine Blues, you will find that one cup of coffee um, activates your limbic system, which means it shuts down your prefrontal cortex, your highest IQ centers of the brain for solving problems. It shuts it down for three weeks consecutively before the effect, even though the caffeine has a half-life of, I think it's six hours and the caffeine is uh, detoxified from the system in 24 hours or 36, the fear effect lingers inside the neurological system for three weeks. So it doesn't matter, like one cup of coffee will take you off your highest IQ game for three weeks consecutively. Wow. And people people don't understand that uh, and they're like, well, I'm successful. I'm, I'm wealthy. And I say, well, this is the issue, right? Like say Sidney Crosby, it's a hockey player up here in Canada is one of the best hockey players in the world. He drinks toxic Gatorade made with GMO corn syrup and, and toxic uh, colors. Well, he could be better, right? He could be better than who he is right now. So we don't really have any idea of the potential capacity of anybody that's being born to this planet. And if you look behind the motivations before, uh, behind the psychological attacks that, that 
force us, like, like stealing the cars in Gone in 60 Seconds, this was outside their conscious awareness. They just went out and stole cars. They're not zombies, right? They're not drooling and bleeding. They're just stealing cars and they're, they're as conscious as you or, you or I. So if you, you look to the motivations behind these people, they're making us run after these poisons because there's a big secret that they know that we don't know is that we're very powerful were like extremely powerful beings. And the only way to keep us under their heel is to like, if they sent someone to the house, they pulled you out, Diane, two people held you down by the shoulder and forced coffee down your throat every morning, then it becomes a little obvious. So they have to use the repetitive psych behavior modification, it's called, homed at the Tavistock Institute in the UK. And they have to trick you to make you think you like coffee, to make you run after alcohol, to make you think drinking red wine is part of the good life. You got to have the hot tub with the chlorine in it, pop a ball of crystal, which is three dollars $400, complete waste of money. You're poisoning yourself. You're investing in your worst life. They have to have us chase. They have to have us running east looking for a sunset and always rearranging the furniture on the deck of the Titanic because if we realize our own power, then they're done. Then it's over. So this is the big game that's been going on for, I mean, if you want to know how long it's been going on for, uh, go see David Whitehead's new documentary. You can find it online. It's called Cult of the Medics. Cult of the Medics, M-E-D-I-C-S. And you will understand that this group has been using toxins and repetitive content mind control to always uh, get us in a perpetual race to the bottom. Yeah, it's just amazing. Actually, I have seen that. Um, I feel like a lot of it also is people just are okay with mediocrity, right? Like, like you said, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm successful. You know, I've got enough money to buy with some of the things I want, or I have a successful business or, you know, I have a successful relationship, but th that's, that's the whole thing. It's, but what could you be? Who could you be if yeah. you, if you were operating at your full potential and we're so quick to just, okay, this is good enough. And then I'm going to chase like, you know, this other thing, like, you, you know, you were saying, and, and at the end of the day, it's, it's just, you know, it's just crazy to me that more people don't see, see like what I'm, what I'm seeing. And at least like, just, just look a little bit like what I was saying, you know, when I wasn't thinking about it from a movie perspective. Okay. Well, you've, you're, you're mentioning all of these things. I'm going to look for them and just see. And when you see how many times this stuff is being repeated, you can't, like I said, you can't look away. Like, <laughs> You, once you see it, you've seen it. But I want to get back to um, one of the questions I think that people are, are who are interested in this work that you do is, I mean, the first question I have is, you know, how do we break this programming? And I know we, you know, the, your answer is going to be, well, I'm going to teach you how, <laughs> but like, what's the first step if for anyone, you know, what, what, what do you tell people to do? 
Well, the thing about this part of the brain is uh, they've tried to manipulate it a million different ways and it can't be manipulated. It's actually like a machine. It's like a blender. It doesn't have any other functions except the buttons across the front, <laughs> you know, and you don't really know how you don't have to know how a machine works to take advantage of it. Like if you go to a smoothie shop and when the ingredients are in the blender, no one says, hold on, could you explain how the blender works before you press the button? And the guy says, I'm just going to press the button and you're going to get your smoothie. I mean, th that, that never happens. So this part of the brain uh, can be hacked with good repetitive content. It has the same effect as bad. And the people who rule us know that. And so it's a difference between being a, a white magician and a black magician. And if you notice all the movies on Netflix about fear and terror and panic, and what that does is that this part of the brain, which again, loves us and wants us to fit in, it's always tabulating on a little list, sort of the emotional, uh, the, the most repetitive emotional content of your environment as well. And you know, if you watch all these movies with panic and terror, the subconscious mind is going to be saying, hey, look, you know, we live in a, it'll hold up the list <laughs> right to your face and say, look, we live in a panic and a terror-based tribe. You can't be happy here or you're not going to fit in. So th then that person goes ahead and every time they're feeling at peace or every time they're feeling happy, they feel this pressure to be depressed and feel down. And that's because they've been watching these terror, panic and fear-based shows or CNN. And so this tabulation of your repetitive content in your environment happens 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It's always happening and it's a machine and will always act out the most repetitive content. And it can turn on a dime, just like when they went into the movie theater like for Gone in 60 Seconds. There was no car theft tribe outside the theater it only occurred in the theater and then the the subconscious mind pathways pointing to the list and saying i don't know what happened but we're in a car theft tribe you better steal some cars or something to fit in here so it can be rather quick this transition uh to different behavior can be very quick if you're if you're in tune with how this machine downloads environmental stimuli and processes it for repetitive content. So what you need to do, number one, is you have to realize your TV screen and your movie screens are bonafide and documented military weapons. If you don't know how in, uh, insidious the TV invention is, go look at a documentary called Pseudoology, the Art of Lying. A Christian group, uh, you know, meshes a good explanation of TV and hypnosis to show you that your TV is actually a mass hypnosis, hypnosis device. So you have to, you can't water down the list in the subconscious mind pathway. So you would just expose yourself to positive re repetitive content in the direction of your dreams. Maybe you want to be healthy. It's got to be healthy content. Maybe you want to have better relationships with your wife or your husband or your partner. You're going to have to have repetitive content that's positive in that direction. And then the list starts, I mean, it would be so rare. The positive content would be so rare. It starts at the bottom of the list. But every day you expose, it percolates up very quickly and then puts you on the same cruise control that it was always like, 
instead of cruise control in the bad direction, now it's cruise control in the right direction, but you can't water it down. You can't do hypnotherapy. Now, hypnosis is the most effective way to hijack the list because it puts the conscious mind to sleep who tries to analyze every positive theme or message that comes in. Like if I said, <clears throat> Diane, you're beautiful, you're powerful, you look amazing. The conscious mind in our society can't handle those three compliments. The conscious mind might slap away two, slap two of them away. Hypnosis literally puts the conscious mind to sleep in the corner with its thumb in its mouth. And now we have direct access to the list. So if I tell you all the complimentary stuff, all the positive stuff, it just sticks to the list like darts. Mm -hmm. And then the subconscious will rearrange it and percolate over time. So positive hypnotherapy can picked up, be picked up by a great UK therapist, uh, hypnotherapist. Uh, she was the therapist of the year three years ago, I think, or four years ago in the UK. Her name is Marissa Peer. And if you go to Marissa Peer's website, she has a section where you can buy an all-access pass to all these hypnotherapies. I don't care what goal you have. It'll be covered in the library. It might be 139 or 149 per year. And the whole premise is you got to listen for at least 21 days in a row to coat that list so that you're on cruise control for your best life, but you cannot water down the messaging. So a lot of people do a hypnotherapy session and then they'll go watch Bad Moms. <laughs> and Bad Moms is- oh, That's like exercising and then going to McDonald's. Which is what most people do because stability in the subconscious mind means the next day is like today. So if you go lose three pounds and gain back the three then the next, that the subconscious, that's its way of loving you. It wants every day to be the same, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, well, so that's a, safe. That's what's that, safe. That's, it's like, I'm the same weight. I wear the same clothes. I have the same relationship. I watch the same shows. I work the same job. This is what this part of the brain loves, except we don't love it. So it can get an, you can get an inverted program where like the dad smoked, the mom smoked. So the kids smoked, they all died of cancer. And, but you can't stop smoking because this subcon this part of the brain for you to stop smoking, you have to put a new list into the, like into the machine. Yeah. You, you can't strong arm this part of the brain. I, I kid you not. You can have a bit of willpower. It'll, it'll be eating an apple laughing at you. It'll let you have it, uh, your way for a week and then it'll just teach you who's boss. Oh, I think anyone who's tried diets or, you know, pretty much any time you're doing New Year's resolutions, right? The majority of people have had that experience where they were able to do something for a week, maybe two weeks, but then they go right back to, you know, the old habits for sure. One other thing I wanted to say was um, if someone, it's, it really is true that your subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between what's, what is real, what's really happening right now. And what is, um, completely not, you know, not real basically. And, um, what I do when I'm teaching people this or in a presentation is I will walk people through an exercise and I'll tell them to pick something that they have, um, a, a really big fear about, like, let's say they're afraid to fly. Um, or they're afraid of public speaking or something like that. And you actually walk them through, like they're just sitting there in their seat and you have them, 
you know, quiet their mind, visualize it, and then notice what is happening in their body physiologically. And if you can get into a place where you are physically seeing like, okay, I'm getting on the airplane or the airplane's taking off, or I I have to walk up on stage to give this presentation, you'll literally feel your heart rate and breathing increase. And that's how you know that your mind can't tell the difference between reality and not reality. Marissa Peer does the walkthrough in the same way, but eating a lemon, they say, cut the lemon, bite the lemon and your mouth will start watering. It has no, and you can look up online, even in Google, even though it's a hijacked search engine, look up phantom pregnancy. It is a female who thinks she's pregnant, but she's not. The repetitive messaging in her brain is I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. She goes, they found uh, her breasts were expressing breast milk. She's gaining water weight. She's gaining weight. She's getting cellulite that's uh, pregnancy based. They've even found the amniotic sac empty in the uterus. Oh my gosh. Based, and that's how powerful. That's how powerful your brain and body are. That's right. So the thing is, it can also make you rich by that. That's why if you go to Marissa Peer's library and start listening to some what's called the wealth vortex, or it's called the healing vortex or, or wealth rewiring, you, the thing about business ideas, they only live in the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain behind the forehead. And if you're living in a society where they attack rich people all the time, and that's Anti-wealth programming is the number one uh, theme. Like coffee is the number one substance, but the number one theme in all Hollywood film is anti-wealth. Like the movie Titanic, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Dawson didn't have to even pay any money for his ticket because money's dirty. And he won it in, in, a, in a card game. And then he gets there and he's, he's drawing the lady and that poor lady Rose has got to marry the rich guy who's always a jerk. And then they're up in the first, uh, first class cabin and every, everything's boring and she's dreaming about Jack, you know, the attractive guy. And so she sneaks off, not even to the second class cabin, third class. And she kicks open the door and they got the spoons and they got the, uh, the, the organ and they're having the time of their lives. And that theme that being rich means you're a loser and being poor means you walk the noble ground. That's the number one theme in all Hollywood film, because you can't rule, you can't farm lions. You can only farm lambs. And when someone's dependent financially, dependent health-wise, drug addicted to wine, addicted to coffee, like they're just a non-threat. And so when when you do hypnosis in the wealth rewiring area, your subconscious mind is actually tricked to believe you live in a wealthy tribe. And then just the way it did the amniotic sac trick, it puts more electrical conductivity and more blood flow to the prefrontal cortex where, where all the business ideas are lodged already. And you wake up in the morning, you look at your husband or wife and you say, oh my God, you got to hear this idea. And I'm like, that was always there. You just didn't have the blood flow because you lit, you've been watching so much TV where every movie portrays poor people as more noble and walking the high moral ground. 
Like the, it, it, it doesn't matter what movie you watch. That is, I mean, look at the uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Look at um, Equalizer with Denzel Washington. He works down at the home hardware, right? The big savior, nine to five, making 16 bucks an hour. Who's the jerk? Uh, Slavy, the, the Russian mob that's beaten up the uh, prostitutes that work for him. It's always rich guys are bad, poor people are noble, be noble. Okay, so you just, the, I just got red-pilled by you again. <laughs> Like, yeah, and I'm thinking in my head, like, yup, Wedding Crashers. That was another movie where the girl is engaged to this rich guy and he's a jerk and she's she likes the guy who has like no job or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, can, I mean, I bet I could rattle off five of them right now where the woman is engaged to this guy who's rich and he's a total ass and she falls for the guy like way back in the day, Two Moon Junction. I don't know if you if you ever saw that or probably half the people listening to this, that that was such like a B movie. No one's even going to remember it or probably saw it. But this woman was like a like a rich socialite in the South somewhere. And she's engaged to this guy who's loaded and she ends up cheating on him with a guy who's with a carny, with a guy who comes to town for the carnival. (laughs) absolutely and that and that's what screws up both males and uh, female sort of mating rituals and there's all kinds of loaded energy around money and it it might drive women to away from like women are not gold diggers they're security diggers because they need security to make sure they raise their children in a safe environment this isn't a bad thing and there's, we call it inversion programming, where, yeah, people are falling in love with the pool boy and, and the gardener and, you know, their husbands that are doing, working around the clock, trying to take care of them, sort of get treated um, a second fiddle. This is very common today. And these themes are meant to destroy the family. 70% of divorces in the last three years have been initiated by women because of the bad mom repetition-based uh, genre in film. Yeah, it's just, it, it is crazy. I mean, this is so fascinating. We haven't taken any breaks, which is fine. I want to make sure that people know where they can find information about you, Jason. So they can go to your website, which is www.freedomfromselfsabotage.com. Oh, wait, and- that, that one's my school. So we only, oh, only okay. that's my school for self-sabotage coaching. So no one, not many people go there. But go to jchristoff.com where I have programs where I review. I literally review movies by topic. So I'll do health and weight loss. And then all the, all the programs are the same. We do the problems in the first two hours, solutions in the, in the second two hours. And I give them all the material they need to reprogram the hypnosis what's called wall art, motivating wall art, just things that will flood the path, the subconscious mind pathway with positive things. So mm-hmm. I think I have about five or six programs there right now. There'll be another four this year. So it's just your first initial, right? J? Yes. And then Christoph. So it's J-C-H-R-I-S-T-O-F-F.com. And people can find out more information about, about you there as well. Well, let's talk about your school a little bit. So I think you, it's closed right now until you only open it twice a year, correct? Correct. And um, what kinds of things do you cover? What do people learn? 
Well, they learn everything I've been talking about. They learn yeah. how they're, first, I mean, first of all, uh, they sit with me as a client of mine. So they have to go through the whole process that they put clients through. They have to fill out a 150 point questionnaire and I can look into that telescope and know exactly why you're self-sabotaging. Humans think they're very original, but of course, uh, the fear of wealth, the fear of success, because if you're in the minority, you will be attacked. I mean, this is, this is the, the way the subconscious mind works. I mean, it's, it's also programmed to attack anybody in the minor, minority to prove loyalty to the majority. So all my uh, students, they have the same programming I used to have, and it's easy to see in their, in their behavior, in their patterns. And uh, I process them as they're gonna process their clients when they graduate. Okay, so you're actually teaching people to be coaches. Absolutely, teaching people to go ahead and, and defuse the bombs that hold people back. You know, I have chiropractors, medical doctors uh, who use this on their patients. Some of them use the full application. Some of them use partial applications. And some of them just use it as advice with other coaching and saying, I'm not sure, sure if you're aware, but you're doing X, Y, and Z because your parents did X, Y, and Z, or you're doing A, B, and C because you've watched too many movies in these categories. And then we have the, like a video library that makes, like goes, we, we take a lot of uh, clips from hypnosis shows or magic shows where, you know, the subconscious is on full display. There's no arguing that your behavior is not organic to you your behavior is set into you, impregnated into you through environmental stimuli coming into your uh, retinal nerve. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's fascinating. And I, the last year for me has just been so eye-opening on so many different levels. I mean, everything, you know, you, we keep talking and you say something and I'm like, oh yeah, that happened to me. When you just mentioned earlier about the minority um, and, and your people actually want to attack you if you're not going along with the crowd. And so I've done things like I've ran articles in my magazine, basically talking about, you know, why you shouldn't get a vaccine. And I got attacked for that. And, you know, a lot of my friends have bought into all of this. And so even just trying to have a discussion with them, they'll attack you. Like you, what do you mean? You're going against the narrative and it's, you can literally see like the fear and they, you can't even have a conversation with them about, well, this is what I believe. And because I'm in this industry and I'm seeing different things than you're seeing, you're just maybe watching the news or who knows, who knows where you're getting your information from. But it's, it has been really eye-opening just to see like what happens to you when you don't go along with the crowd. They've been doing this a long time. This is just an extension of what they've always done. Uh, to get people running east looking for a sunset. And there is no legal charge. There's another reason they're doing this too. If you have a criminal agenda and you use psychological manipulation to literally have the people conduct the criminal agenda upon themselves, there can be no legal charges laid. So if I can trick you through behavior modification to 
potentially euthanize yourself, you, and they find out later, you, can, you can't serve me any legal papers. Wow. Right. And that was illegal at one time. Uh, Barack Obama passed the National Defense Authorization Act by which he legalized propaganda use on the American public. Up until that act was passed, it was illegal to use behavior modification, mind control, and brainwashing against the American public. And Barack Obama uh, rescinded that. And this is how long this agenda has been being cooked because these parts had to come into the puzzle before the puzzle was complete. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So what do you see coming in 2022 and how can we prepare for God knows what's next? (laughs) Yeah. I think if people just, uh, I would, I, I would always say like get healthy, but I know if you watch the movies, you're not going to be healthy because this part of the brain will dominate your behavior. It will act out the coffee, the alcohol, the hedonism, the junk food, the First Amendment right to party and have fun, uh, <laughs> rock and roll all night and party every day. So I would just suggest, I mean, if you want to get a firm grip on what's going on so you can change your behavior at will, just go to jchristoff.com and do uh, my most popular program is uh, my self-sabotage 2020 talk. People, they're floored. Like if you think when I talk, it's powerful. Wait till I talk and use videos to prove my point. Your jaw will, you will never look at the world again. And that's the most common um, comment is I'll never look at the world the same again after I've done one of your programs. So I would say go do it because you need to change. People need to change, get their freedom back. I don't care if you've taken the new medicine or not, your freedoms are being removed. You're all under attack. And the, the freedoms will be continue to be removed until people understand how their behavior is manipulated through repetitive content. All government announcements and CNN or all these shows are designed to just control the repetitive content, which in turn controls your behavior. So until you learn how that actually works, and it's very simple, you're not going to be able to protect yourself from it. Right, exactly. I don't know if I saw this through something you posted or where I saw this, but Recently, there was a video out um, with the uh, America's Got Talent, I think it was, with Howie Mandel. Was that something that you posted? Yeah, people should watch that. It's a a title. It's a Max Max Major, um, so Max Major AGT Semifinal. So if you look that up, Max Major puts Howie Mandel on a repetitive a content spell in five minutes. And then he also puts the studio audience on a repetitive content spell to the tune where there's a thousand people uh, in the audience who drew the exact same thing that was repetitively infused into the subconscious mind pathway. And I tell people, watch the movie and I'll give you one comment. You're Howie Mandel. So go watch that. Yeah, it was pretty amazing to see, you know, just by... (laughs) He, he's he's almost just the guy max is almost distracting you by the video that he's doing and you're watching him and you're paying attention to him and you're not seeing that there's all these subliminal messages like the time the sun you know i, the, fr- sa- I think- the same it was the same message the, the part where he was hypnotized about the time was left out of that video clip the time was nowhere to be found but inside the clip 
where how he drew the sun, believing it was organic to him. He thought, I'm going to draw a sun. I'm like, you're not drawing anything. You're going to draw what Max is going to put in your brain. And, and that's what happened. And I tell people, you're Howie Mandel. When you get married, who you got married to, your surgeries, your exercise routine, your food, it's all put into you, whether you go to college or university, where you work, you have to, you have to take back full control of your mind. And unless you know how this technology works or how it's weaponized against you, you won't really understand what's going on in the world. But if you, you do one of my programs, I understand you'll never look at the world again. And I guarantee, 60 day back money guarantee, if uh, your, your life will only get better. I haven't had anybody do any of my programs and not have their life tremendously accelerate in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I completely uh, agree with you. And, and um, I think that it's, you know, if nothing else, it's just fascinating to learn about how your brain works, your subconscious mind and how, how just the way that we are wired pretty much sets us up for self-sabotage and that you have to be on top of this every day, because if you're not, there's negative stuff getting in there. A hundred percent, even going out in a society with no TV. And, you know, if you live in a society where half the people are in motorized scooters and, and the other half are over 200 pounds, your metabolism will be set to be over 200 pounds, just like the phantom pregnancy, the metabolism can morph to fit in with the heavier society. You can gain weight from nothing. Okay. That's even more, that's going to be a whole nother show. <laughs> Because I didn't even think about that just, just from the perspective of who is around you and what you see. I mean, there's that saying, right? You're, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That's and why. Yeah, right? Totally, totally. You know, I believe in that statement. And I've always thought about it from the perspective of um, like motivation for career or a business or something like that but not from a health perspective, but it makes perfect sense, right? What are you seeing every day? Well, you're seeing unhealthy, overweight people. So it's programming. And you're in the way the metabolism works, it can make you gain more weight from the same or lesser foods in order to fit in and blend in and go along to get along with the heavier folks. Yeah, that's really fascinating to me. Like, how does that, how it, I can't wrap my head around right now <laughs> the logistics of how that works. That's pretty wild. That's the universe protecting yeah. you because it loves you. So it's basically a love model gone uh, inverted. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it is so true. And I love the way that you phrase that, you know, it's, it's the universe protecting you because, because it loves you. And essentially it's your, you know, it's our primitive physiology protecting us right? Yeah. And it used to work good because everything around was like God's uh, environment. And now we have science and man's environment. So we're picking up a lot of unnatural repetitive content that is purposely riddled so that we do that. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been really fascinating. I so appreciate you. I want to thank you for standing up for humanity and your consistent fight to wake people up. You've got you know, a wealth of knowledge and just all of the tools and things for people to use. And again, I want to make sure that people know how to find you so they can go to www.jchristoff, that's the letter J, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-F-F.com. 
And also, again, if they want to learn about your school, www.freedomfromselfsabotage.com. So thank you so much for being with us today, Jason. It's been fascinating. Thank you for having me on, Diane. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into the Dr. Diane show. Please join me the first and third Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Next time on the Dr. Diane show, we'll be discussing more about the power of thoughts and beliefs and the impact they have on your life. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next time. Thank you for tuning into the Dr. Diane show, revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul with me, Dr. Diane Hayden. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Center your thoughts on what you want and shut the door on every suggestion of fear, worry, or lack from your own consciousness or the consciousness around you. Once you master that, everything is possible. To learn more about me, Dr. Diane, and receive a free digital subscription of my magazine, visit NaturalNutmeg.com.